Chimera by Phil Gong. Read by Dan Snellgrove. Chapter 3 A Talking Snake. Only Kip didn't fall. The tentacle that attacked him in the labyrinth encircled his waist. It shook Kip violently, then yanked him up out of the chasm and stood him back on his feet. Promise me you won't run away again, said a cross-sounding voice. Its owner was an enormous snake, the tentacle its tail. The snake was metres long and as thick through the middle as Kip's waist. Its markings were unlike any Kip had seen, even those amongst the more exotic varieties at Professor Pettifog's. It was patterned with overlapping diamonds of every colour. Don't eat me, Kip begged. Now why would I want to eat you? You're a snake, you're a talking snake. Yes, yes, all of this must be a terrible shock. But you being all googly-eyed is only wasting time. I'm not going to eat you, but I have neither the inclination nor the energy to convince you otherwise. I'm here to look after you, but I can't if you run away. Understood? Kip nodded, dumbly. Can I let you go now? Kip mumbled in agreement and the snake uncoiled its tail from his waist. Good. Now you and I need to get moving if we're going to get you there in time. The Calvacade won't wait. They're gathering at the Temple of Miscellany even now. Wait, said Kip, as the snake hurried away along the edge of the ravine. There's no time. They're coming. They arrived at another bridge spanning the ravine. This one looked sturdier, built as it was from ironing boards and cricket bats. What's over there? demanded Kip. Where are you taking me? The snake gave no answer and started out across the bridge. Kip noticed the snake was leaking soft white fluff from a tear in its side. When Kip still didn't follow, the snake twisted around and said, Oh, do get a move on! Kip eyed the bridge uneasily. It's perfectly safe. Is it? said Kip. Are you? The snake ignored his question, continuing across the bridge and into the labyrinth beyond. Kip followed, chasing its tail as it disappeared around corners. A final corridor ended at a barricade of wooden chairs as high as a house that extended to the left and right as far as Kip could see. In there, he balked as the snake wriggled through it. Kip shook his head. Enough, he thought crossly. He wouldn't be taking another step until someone told him what was going on. He turned from the wall, only to find the three figures from the tea tray bridge advancing upon him. The first of them was a baby as big as a grown-up, 
It was wearing a bear suit with a zip up its middle. Its big fat face was the angry red of a grazed knee, and the giant pink rattle it carried, it wielded like a mace. The second figure was Maggot Grey, with great long arms and legs, and hands like lawn rakes. Its face, pointed and narrow, had eyes as round and bulging as blackcurrant jellies. There was something more horrible still about the creature's mouth, which was long and quivery, like a length of rubber hose. But it was to the third of the advancing trio Kip's attention was riveted. It was his mum, who was holding out her hands to him, her pointed fingernails the colour of beetles. Who are you? Shh! The woman hushed him. Kip could see now she was nothing like his mum. She was tall and sharp, clothed in a long black dress, with a high neck and puffed sleeves. She wore an enormous black wig, glistening with garlands of moss-green beads, her face ghostly with powder. Who are you? Kip asked her again. You know who I am. Mum, Kip said, or nearly said. Smiling, the woman in the wig glided towards him. Certain of it now, Kip said. You're not my mother. The woman looked rather sad. Then something happened to her eyes. They began to glow with a green light that started deep within them, as if coals were being fanned into fire at the very back of her skull. Kip told himself not to look, but found it difficult to resist. A distant voice was shouting, Where are you? Not listening, Kip opened his arms out in an embrace. At that moment, the snake shot out of the wall of chairs and, biting down on Kip's collar, dragged him off his feet and through the barricade.